0: to another episode of Revolution Recap. We have some salary data info to go over today. Uh, taking a break from the game recaps, taking a break from from the interviews to talk about the salary data that was released by the mlspa a couple of weeks ago i've been meaning to get to this for a few weeks now but finally have just gotten around to preparing this episode i know that sean and hayden bird talked about the salary data a little bit uh, in a game recap a couple of weeks ago uh, but we're going to do a deep dive today so if you're into roster rules if you're a roster rule nerd uh, we're going to go over where the roster stands how the salary cap looks right now for the new england revolution and if you're not into that sort of stuff uh, stick with me uh Hopefully, you stick it out, uh, but I know it's a bit of a, a dry topic for some. Uh, before we hop into the very, very exciting world of Major League Soccer roster rules and numbers, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your championship finals info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA and Stanley Cup finals. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all of your insider sports wagering needs from basketball and hockey to mlb ufc boxing and of course major league soccer the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right now from your home so get into the action today head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive a 50 percent bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts okay and now on to the fun stuff I'm going to start from square one. I know if you're a longtime listener of this show, this might be a bit of a recap or you might know already know this, but for people starting at square one of the entangled web, that is uh, MLS roster rules, we'll start from square one. Every team has a salary cap. Every team in MLS has the same salary cap. That's $5.21 million. Uh, it's worth noting that being applied against this salary cap is not a player's salary, but a player's salary budget charge. So what does that mean? You might be a designated player, you might make $10 million. But in MLS, if you're a designated player, there's a certain amount that is a charge to the cap. Uh, Essentially, the rules allow you to have a lower cap than actual salary. Uh, There's also allocation money, which allows Teams to buy down a player's salary so their budget charge is not what their salary is so for example if you make one million dollars that is above the maximum budget charge of I believe it's uh, 651 200 if you're making a million dollars someone can the teams can apply a allocation money and buy your salary down to below that 651 dollars so it's worth those are kind of the basics of how the cap works in terms of allocation money, there's two types general allocation money, that is GAM, that can be used on pretty much anyone. There's also TAM, targeted allocation money, that can be applied to players on new contracts, so contract extensions or new signings. Uh, And you may have heard that TAM is being phased out. What that essentially means is there's going to be less TAM given teams in the next few years uh, because they're trying to get more towards GAM. Essentially, teams were spending money more on players outside of MLS, and there was a bit of an inflated salary thing for players coming into the league, whereas guys who were coming up through the league uh, essentially weren't being paid, I don't want to say equally, but um, there's a bit of a discrepancy there. And so the last CBA is looking to kind of correct that. But uh, in terms of 2023, each team gets 1.9 million in GAM and 2.72 million in TAM, so targeted allocation money. And GAM can be traded, TAM cannot be traded. We'll talk a little bit. Remember that GAM can be traded, TAM cannot be traded, and we'll get to why the revs their current situation too, that one point nine million in GAM, they don't have one point nine million in GAM because of some trades that they've been making over the past year. And I know that you buy down um players' salaries with allocation money to lower their cap hit, but i always find the easiest way to look at this as allocation money extends that cap if that makes sense Um, i look at it kind of as an extension of the cap because we don't know where allocation money is going but we know in some way shape or form it's being spent on these players in some way so i always look at the cap as salary cap plus gam plus tam those are the key numbers we want to focus on here salary cap of 5.21 million, GAM of 1.9 million, TAM of 2.72 million. That totals 9.83 million, but pretty much every team in MLS spends way over that that number because they are designated players or a U22 player and their cap hit is lower than their actual salary. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, There's also, as I said, that 9.83 number of GAM, TAM, and salary cap varies team by team. GAM can be traded, uh, non-designated players can be sold, and um, that transfer fee can be converted into general allocation money. So when the Revs sold Matt Turner and Tejan Buchanan, they got a little bit at GAM for that, um, or at least I should say the the team had the option to convert a part of that transfer fee uh, into um, allocation money this year it's 1.16 million dollars is the gam conversion on a transfer i believe last year is around exactly 1.1 million uh, and then there's also gam given to for a number of things if you miss the playoffs if you qualify for ccl if you lose a player in the expansion draft there are certain things that mls gives gam to to essentially increase parity in the league Anyway, GAM and TAM doesn't need to be used in the salary same calendar year. I believe that is still the case. It doesn't explicitly say that in the 2023 MLS rules, but from an MLS.com article from 2017 written by uh, Sam Stagel, it said GAM can be used over three transfer windows Targeted allocation money can be used over four transfer windows. Um, And then that article also said that general allocation and targeted allocation money that isn't used is cut in half and can be used over the next two windows. So there's a lot of math being involved here. We're never going to know exactly down to the dollar how much cap space a team has. You can spend all the time in the world on it, um, but it's it's just not public. And I wish there was a lot more transparency on it. There was actually a really good article in The Athletic by Paul Tenorio a, a few weeks ago. Go back and read it. But anyway that That's a, a rant for another day. Either way, you look at it, um we're gonna kind of look at that nine point eight three million dollars as a baseline to kind of assess where teams are because we know players' salary, so we know one half of the equation, and we can kind of go from there. Now let's get to the gam. I mentioned gam can be traded. The revs have traded away a lot of gam. and here's what what my math is. They've gained some gam. They got seventy five thousand dollars for an international spot. I believe that's to Nashville. They also got $300,000 in a uh, Sebastian Legit trade to Dallas, but they've also lost GAM. Uh, they've traded $250,000 this year. I'm talking only 2023 GAM. 2024 GAM is a different deal, uh, but they traded 250000 for Dave Romney. Uh, 400K for Latif Blessing, 200K to move up in the Super Draft to take Joshua Bulma. They traded uh, 400K for Ismail Tajori Sharati. We're still paying a little bit for that. Uh, Christian McCoon was around $257,000 in GAM, and then also $200,000 in the Sebastian Jet trade to the LA Galaxy. And there's also incentives. So again, these numbers aren't going to be exact, but this is my math here. So due to that reduction in GAM, that, they go from $1.9 million that was given to them to $518,000. And so. Let's take that 9.83 million baseline number. The revs' baseline is more like 8.448 million, and there's also some gam. They they missed the playoffs. So they got a little bit of gam for that. Uh, John Bell was taken in the expansion draft, so we're we're gonna say 8.55 million. So that's gonna be our important number for the New England Revolution in terms of salary cap numbers. All right. Hopefully you're still with me. Ten minutes in. Don't worry. Th- this isn't gonna be too long today. Uh, hopefully it's a little painless. Let's let's get into the real exciting stuff now, which is actually looking at players, looking at how much they're making, uh, and and looking at how much they're costing us. I think that's what everyone loves to look at. Let's look at the designated players first. Now, each designated player is automatically given the maximum maximum salary budget charge against the cap. That's six fifty one, two fifty. I think I said two hundred earlier. It's six fifty one, two fifty. So no matter what they make, it's ten million, two million, five million, a hundred million, um all these players have the same 651,250 against the cap. So Carlos Heel is making $3.5 million and some change. Actually, it's really like 3.55. That's 651,250. Gustavo Bo, 2675. That's 651,250. Brioni, 1,847,500. That's 651,250. All right, you get the point. I'm stumbling over my words now because I've said it too many times. But um, all of these numbers, by the way, are total compensation, which I believe is the correct one to use. There's two numbers given. There's total salary, and then there is actual compensation. I believe it's compensation because I believe that includes fees, and I believe that goes against the cap. So all of these numbers are compensation, uh, not salary, which the MLSPA also provides. Uh, I also want to point out, and I know I've said this on the podcast a million times, if do not say we need to buy down Gustavo Bo. We cannot buy down Gustavo Bo. I mentioned you can use allocation money to bring them down to that 651-250 marker. Well, Gustavo Bo is two million dollars over that, so right away the Revs don't have two million dollars in allocation money. And even if they did, there's a rule saying um, anyone that makes more than a million dollars over the maximum budget, budget charge, so 1.65 million, they can't be bought down to a non-designated player. So Gustavo Bo, unless he signs a new contract and the Revs extend him and negotiate his salary down, it's not happening. Even if he takes a 40% pay cut and brings his his salary down a million dollars, you still have to spend a million dollars in TAM on him. You probably have to extend them. I can't imagine that anyone's just... Uh, I'll, I'll give back a million dollars. I, I can't imagine that's a thing that's going to happen. So Gustavo Bos is a designated player. He's not being bought down. Let's move on. Uh, Brioni at $1.8 million, I believe you might say, well, he, he could be bought down. The problem is when you have a transfer fee associated with a player, um, that transfer fee also is blended in and it's not included in these numbers. So in Brioni's in case, I believe he had a $4 million transfer fee. He has a three-year guaranteed contract with a fourth-year option. That $4 million is divided by the three guaranteed years, and that's applied to uh, kind of the uh, cap equation, so to speak. So long, long story short, I don't think you can buy down Brioni either. So Anyway, those are the three designated players where they stand with their salaries. Rioni probably paid a little bit too much. Bo, I think they're paying for past performance. Heal, $3.5 million. Pretty good value, to be perfectly honest with you, for a player still of his productivity. Uh, but those aren't really your issues here, since they're all making the same amount. Uh, U22, similar deal. They have a limited cap hit. They have a limited budget charge. Uh, it's If you're under 20, it's 150000 If not, it's 200000 So Dylan Barrero is making $639,000, basically. That's a cap hit of 200000 000. that's a real steal uh, obviously uh for his performance obviously he got injured that is unfortunate but so um he's 200 000 against the cap no real issues here let's get into the tam players which really actually there's only a couple here it's headlined by josie altador and again these are players that make over the salary budget charge of 650 uh 250 Uh, and they need to be bought down also i'll I'll call these tam and gam players but all of these players have had tam applied to their contracts based on what's been reported and what's been announced by the team uh josie Altador is making 2.94 ish million dollars in total compensation that includes a tfc buyout um it's reported by jeff carlisle that He's, his contract was $5 million over three years, and that TFC's buyout was $4.5 million. I speculated on a few podcasts before. Is that $4.5 including included in the $5 million? So the Rev's paying only $500,000 over three years. Um, is TFC paying a portion of that salary? And now that this number has come out, I, I'm looking at the numbers. I think the $4.5 million dollars reported by Jeff Carlisle and the $5 million over three years are two separate numbers. I think the $5 million over three years is what the Revs are paying. And the uh, 4.5 is what the buy- buyout is, uh, and that's just based off of uh, Josie's total compensation last year was about 4.3 million. This year it's 2.9 million. If you assume the revs are paying five million dollars, um, the numbers aren't ex- even perfectly. Um, but I, I get a- about four million dollars over a TFC uh, over a uh, um, a quote unquote max tam contract. So I I, I think there maybe. They're eating $500,000 of the salary, but for the most part, the revs are paying well north of a million dollars. And I think my speculation that maybe the revs aren't buying out Josie because, you know, TFC, you know, they, they don't want to free up cap space for TFC. It doesn't look like that's the case at all. I was completely wrong on that. So um, it raises questions to if Josie is a buyout con- candidate for this summer. Um yeah, it, it's very interesting. It seems like a worst-case scenario for the New England Revolution. And whatever the number is next year, the Revs are paying 100%. Uh, this is the last of the TFC buyout. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what that number is next year. I believe it's it's going to be around the max TAM, whatever that is, which is probably 1.7-something. It seems to go up every single year. So this year it's 1. point. 651, 250. next year it's probably going to be one point seven two five or something like that uh so josie altador's contract terrible 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 um we have three other tam players and they all signed contracts before the season and essentially this was a cap maneuver they were all in the 400 to 500 range and essentially they were all given new contracts so the team could get more control over them um, in terms of uh, team control years And also so they could apply Tam. They had Tam lying around and essentially they are applying Tam and buying down the cap hit to below what their salary was before. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys. But blessing. Blessing six sixty five thousand. Uh previously he was making four sixteen six six seven uh with LAFC. Uh he signed a contract extension for two years with a uh club option for twenty twenty five. So expensive but again they're they're using TAM to, to buy down that cap hit a little bit. Farrell is signed to the uh Six fifty one two fifty, which is a number I've said way too much on this podcast already. That's a one year deal with two one year options. He got a raise from four forty three seven fifty. That doesn't look like a good move. It's it's a little weird for Andrew Farrell to be a TAM player, but again, uh, when you hit that threshold, you can use TAM to buy down a player's cap it. So even though he was making four forty four last year, uh, they're able to apply TAM to you know, buy his cap hit down to 325 or something like that and kind of create a little bit of space uh, in that salary cap. Uh, and it's also worth noting, since he signed a one-year contract with two one-year options, the team has a lot of control on whether or not they want to renegotiate with him next year. I imagine uh, if his options are at the same level, they're going to renegotiate with him uh, and bring him down because it seems like he's going to be fill a backup role between Dave Romney and Henry Kessler. Speaking of Romney, he made 475 last year with Nashville. He got a raise up to 671, 67, similar to blessing, a two-year contract with a club option for uh, 2025. No issues with that contract whatsoever. That's a pretty good number in my opinion uh below the line i'll call it below the line uh salaries for the rest of the team matt polster he signed a new contract last year uh that was a two-year contract extension through 2024 i shouldn't say a two-year contract extension because he had a team option for 2023 so it's really a one-year extension plus a club option for 2025 but i digress matt polster uh his number is at 541 667 previously was making about 350 so that's a, a bit of a hike if he's still Plays pretty well. If he still plays starter quality for the New England Revolution, I think that's a fine number. That's that's really what you pay starters. Uh, and in the past, Wilfred zahibo um, Wilfred Captoom, those guys make that five hundred thousand dollar number. So uh, really, I see the Revs is just spending this on a central midfielder that kind of has earned that money, as opposed to um, an international player or a, a player that's hasn't really earned it so uh, i'm fine with that pollster might be a little bit too rich we might be regretting that number in 2024 but for now it's fine Uh, petrovic making 450,000. that's a steal last year he made two two five in his initial contract but he signed a contract extension uh he's signed through 2025 with a club option for 2026 he will not be here in 2025 he will be sold omar gonzalez uh, 450 that is unchanged from last year he had a two-year contract when he initially signed so this is up at the end of the year. Uh, Bobby Wood, 421, 250. That seems like a steal. We wouldn't have felt that way when Bobby Wood was uh, traded for. Uh, that's obviously down from $1 million he was making at RSL, but um, pretty decent value for a guy that's logged most of the minutes. And if he's your starter for most of the year, uh, that's a good value. Signed through this year, 2023, also a club, club option for 2024. And uh, as um, as, as Kayla mentioned a couple weeks ago on the show, this might be a trade candidate if Gustavo, Bo, and Vrioni kind of find their form. Being on such a short contract, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Revs end up moving wood if the other strikers kind of displace him from that starting role. Uh, Tommy McNamara got a big raise up from 240 last year to 420 Uh Similar to the Matt Polster deal, he's signed through 2024 with a club, club option for 2025. The team had a 2023 cl- club option on him. At the time, I kind of figured they would sign him to a similar amount He's a very good depth piece. He's a very good bench player. 420 is a lot. Um, That's that's quite a raise going up $180,000. I'm not in love with this number even before the injury. Um, Yeah, just not not a great signing. In my opinion, that number is a little too high for my blood. Same thing with Nacho Heal, $396,250. He's signed through 2024, club option for 2025. That's that's a lot. He made $100,000 last year. Obviously, that was a fractional season, but... Yeah, that that's up there. Uh Dewan Jones, three ninety-five, no issues there. Uh Brandon By, three sixty-eight eight, no issues there. They got modest raises. They didn't sign new contracts, but so they just kind of got a year-over-year increase. Uh same thing with McCoon, up to two twenty-five. He was previously making two hundred thousand. Uh Henry Kessler, two hundred and twenty thousand, up from one hundred and seventy thousand. I I think he might be a free agent at the end of the year. Um, he has not signed a contract extension since he was drafted. So he's still on his super draft contract. And it used to be most super draft contracts were three years plus a uh, one year extension. So a three plus one or a, sorry, a one year team option. And Kessler had the team option last year. So I'm curious if this is. A contract year for him obviously the hamstring injury is uh not great for him if that is the case but 220 obviously he's getting paid well below um what he should be be paid and if he stays in new england i'm looking at that dave romney figure of 671 that might be where you need to sign him, and he's he's younger too, so maybe you have to go a little bit above him. So uh, if I'm Henry Kessler, I'm asking for a tam contract next year. Uh, so so pay attention to that, and pay attention to if we see a Henry Kessler contract extension over the summer, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Earl Edwards Jr. got a raise from eighty four thousand to one hundred twenty five thousand. Now this is interesting too because. Uh, let's let's talk about roster spots there's 20 senior roster spots and 10 supplemental roster spots typically supplemental roster spots are super draft picks academy kids homegrown kids Um, but however if you are a a player over the age of 24 and you make the senior minimum salary you can be put on the supplemental roster last year 84,000 was the minimum salary Uh, 125 isn't so i don't think earl edwards jr is on the supplemental roster anymore. I think he takes a senior roster spot, uh, whereas last year he took up a supplemental roster spot. So I think you have to move him to the senior roster. Um, but anyway, we'll talk about roster spots in a little bit as well. Let's talk about the supplemental roster though. I counted nine players currently on it. Ben Sweat, uh, he's making two fifty, but I think Sporting Kansas City is paying most of that. It's probably the league minimum for the Revolution, which is 85000 So that that two fifty number I wouldn't pay too much attention to. Uh Justin Renicks got a raise from 120 to 136. Who knows what his status is. I think this is year 5 since he signed a contract extension, so he might be a free agent at the end of the year. Uh Botang is making 95784. Salary is is 85,000, but total compensation is 95784. So I guess that counts as being eligible for the supplemental roster, which he reportedly is. Um Major Steel, one-year contract with a team option. He I assume he is going to have option exercised, but we said that last year, so who knows? Uh, Esmir is making ninety one three six seven. That's up from seventy one five last year. Rivera 882 uh, That's slightly up from eighty four last year. Uh seventy four thousand. Jack P sixty nine thousand. Nice. Uh, Jacob Jackson sixty eight seven seven five. Close to nice. Uh, Noel Buck is actually the the lowest paid player on this team. Uh, in total compensation, he makes $67,360. That is the lowest of everyone on the team, including the three players that aren't currently on the 30-man roster, and they are currently out on loan. Ben Ravino makes 68775 Ryan Spalding makes 85444 And Santiago Suarez, who signed a contract where he's going to get a, a roster spot next year, but he's with Revs2 this year, he's making $80,582. And he was included in the MLSPA release too. So um, Noel Buck, boy, you, you talk about value, not just a Across the league, but lowest paid player on the team. Um, that is truly, truly astonishing. And one thing I'll point out too that I, I kind of noted contract length throughout this because I wanted to point this out. Um, Carlos Heal's contract is up in 2024, Bo is up in 2023, Vrioni is 2025, but there's a team option. But uh, Carlos Heel up in 2024. I don't want to sound alarm bells, but we you have to wonder what his future is if he wants to stay in New England, if he wants to move elsewhere, uh, maybe go back to Europe, uh, try his hand there, um, and, and he'll be eligible for free agency. You have to have a certain number of years in Major League Soccer before you're eligible for free agency. He will be a free agent. So I'm sure there are teams in MLS that would love to use a designated player spot on him. Um, his contract's up in 2024, and I just want to roll through again all the names I listed that are signed through. Their guaranteed contracts are up in 2024. Blessing, Romney, Polster, uh, McNamara, Nacho Heel, Dewan Jones, Brandon Bai. All those guys have club options for 2025. But really, really interesting to think that maybe, maybe, maybe that's going to be after 2024, there's going to be a transition year away from this core. And it'll be quite a blank canvas. And you have to wonder, is that the year Bruce Arena might be looking at and saying that's his last? go around would he be interested in kind of rebuilding the team now again he could extend all these players for an additional year but i, I think it, that there's going to be a lot of decisions on whether or not you move on from some guys obviously you're going to be uh, declining the options on the players that uh, aren't performing uh, but with one year left on the contract they also, those those good players might be might be trade bait and you have to make decisions on Brandon Bye and Dewan Jones so it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens post 2024 especially with carlos heel his contract running up and and wondering where he's going to go let's move back to the big picture here in total there is 9.75 million dollars in total compensation amongst the 19 players on the senior roster i'm only including players on the senior roster Because the supplemental roster, so the nine players there, Ben Sweat, Justin Renix, Ema Botang, Esmir, Rivera, Bulma, Jack B, Jacob Jackson, Noel Buck, they don't count against the salary cap. Ben Ravino, Ryan Spalding, Santiago Suarez are on loan. They do not count against the salary cap. So it's only among the 19 players on the senior roster. And by my count, we're at about $9.75 million. Now let's go back to what I said earlier. If you take the salary cap number of 5.21 and then take allocation money, which we can kind of think of as an extension of the salary cap, the revs had $518,000 in GAM and they have $2.72 million in TAM. And that gave us a number of about 8.45 million. We're going to call it 8.55 million. It's probably higher than that. Even if you go up to 8.75 million, we have total compensation of 9.75 million amongst the 19 players on the senior roster. So, I am assuming they have rolled over a lot of allocation money. Maybe they still have some money from the Turner transfer, maybe they still have some money from the uh Tejon transfer. Um but it's it's interesting that when you do the math, there is a gap there for the New England Revolution. And the other thing too is other teams could be covering salaries christian mccune latif Bussing, dave romney it's possible that some of these teams are covering a few hundred thousand in salary the only reason we know the revolution we're paying for sebastian legette's salary in dallas is because the dallas coach mentioned it at a press conference so we don't know the inner workings none of this is very transparent but looking at the numbers um it, it's not clear how much wiggle room the revs have for acquisitions this offseason. Uh, or sorry i shouldn't say this offseason, this summer transfer window um Obviously the best asset is the U22 spot because Barrero was on the season ending injury list. The U22 spot is open that $200,000 annualized is no longer counting against the cap. Uh, they're given salary relief for that spot. So they could bring in a U22 player and essentially it fills that slot right there. Um, but do they they fill that spot? Then that might limit their ability to go get a designated player when Gustavo Bo leaves. That's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. Um, if they're going to make a big splash, that's probably going to be the way they go. The only other options is you can buy out Josie. Um, if you op- buy out Josie midway through the season, that opens up, I'm speculating here, but let's say $800,000 maximum of space if he is being paid a max TAM salary. Um, if you buy out Bo, Bo would open up a designated player spot. Maybe you could loan Vrioni. The other thing that could happen is if Gustavo Bo gets hurt, maybe the team puts him on a season-ending injury list, and that opens up a designated player spot. Although I don't think Gustavo Bo would like that going into free agency. Uh, If he's healthy to play, I'm sure he uh, would be pretty vocal about the team uh, shelving him on on ice because that probably would damage his um, salary with his next employer uh, if he's being reported as damaged goods. So I I don't think that could happen, and and that might have some consequences with the MLSPA anyway. I digress. The, the Revs have a lot of decisions here. And going back to roster spots, there's 19 players on the senior roster. There are nine on the supplemental roster. So they could call up someone from Revs 2 if they wanted to fill a supplemental roster spot there. Uh, maybe they could recall Ryan Spaulding. We got a question about that last week. Uh, but then the one spot on the senior roster, there's only 20. That's concerning because I think this team needs more than one player. So there's a cap issue here and there is a space issue here with the New England Revolution. From what I can tell, I'm not so sure this is going to be a big spending summer for the new England revolution. Uh, It's going to be interesting. And you wonder if they're going to offload maybe Omar Gonzalez. Um, Maybe someone else goes on season ending injury list that opens up some money. Ultimately I'm not, would not be surprised if we see a player who no one expects to leave leave similar to sebastian legette kind of randomly leaving last year um i wouldn't be shocked if we see someone move out just to create that space on the roster uh bobby wood i know i mentioned him earlier maybe he's a trade candidate if Bo and vrioni find their form latif blessing uh he, he's got a big number there and, and you wonder maybe they're able to offload someone like omar gonzalez uh like tommy mcnamara christian mccune maybe there's a market for him maybe earl edwards jr even though that will open up some salary cap space maybe they end up moving earl edwards jr elsewhere throughout the league for a very small amount and jacob jackson is is able to fill in uh, as the number two goalkeeper from the supplemental roster it's going to be very interesting to see what bruce does Uh, similar to last season it's going to be a very very big window i'm not really confident that he has a lot of assets on his side so hopefully this was informative So, uh, but again, we don't know the whole thing. We need more transparency among MLS roster rules. I shouldn't have to guess. I shouldn't have to do the math out with a million Excel spreadsheets. This is all very dumb. This is all very, very stupid, but... Hopefully, at the very least, it was entertaining uh, listening to me read off numbers. So, thank you to our sponsor, Bet Online. This episode was presented to you by Bet Online. Uh, make sure you use promo code Believe to receive a fifty percent bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online. That is B L E A V. Also, thank you to Golasso Kits. Make sure you use promo code Revs Recap at ColossoKits.com to save fifteen percent off your order. Also, thank you to our friends at The Blazing Musket. Go subscribe to their Substack for free or a paid membership. You get all of the news with the Revs uh, R I F C. For Athletic, occasionally some Vermont Green news in there as well. Everything comes to your email inbox. You don't have to go seek out the Rebs news. It comes straight to you. So go make sure you subscribe to the Blazing Musket. And thank you to our friends at The Rebellion, nerebellion.org. And did you like this episode? Let us know. Give me some feedback if you thought this was good. If you didn't think it was good, uh, we might do something similar to this like next year if you like the deep dive a little bit more than us kind of briefly skirting it at the end of an episode. so. And make sure you are subscribed on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, make sure you leave a five-star rating and review while you're there we greatly appreciate it and you can follow us on twitter at revolution recap you can also follow us on instagram and facebook we have revolution recap pages there we will be back Following next weekend's game against Inter Miami, back with the normal game recaps, which is more of what you guys are accustomed to. Until then, thank you everyone for listening and go revs. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.